Welcome, episode 28 of Cinema Block. I'm Kyle. This is Josh. Bonjour! Josh, it's been a crazy world since we last did our show. Yeah, two weeks, uh, a lot, a lot happens in two weeks, I guess, sometimes. Tell me, what do you think the bigger upset is? Donald Trump winning the election or the Chicago Cubs back coming three to one? I was more excited about the, the Cubs. I, uh, I stayed up and watched it. That was the, the probably one of the greatest baseball games I've ever seen. You know, it's funny. I was telling someone, you know, I'm not big into sports, but mm-hmm. I have two soccer jerseys and a Chicago Cubs shirt. And oh, that's right it. On. And so the next day, my wife's whole family is Indian fans. So I pulled out my Cubs shirt, put it on, and promptly texted a picture of it to Did all they, of them. Uh, I was going to say, you should have gave them all like hugs so their tears could stain it and <laughs> empower it. Well, they don't live here, so that would have been hard. I should mail it to them with like... Use, yeah. use the tissues for the victory. Yeah. No, that, that game was insane for anyone who didn't watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, seriously, one of the greatest baseball games just because of... All the drama, the yeah. coming, the back, the hundred year curses for well, not for the Cleveland. Theirs was like sixty something, but for the Cubs, yeah, it was it was insane. Yeah, I was I was happy with that. Yeah, and then with the whole election thing, I know. Yeah, I mean, it would have been bad either way, but <laughs> I was I've just the been end having is fun because everyone is so like charged. I'm actually trying to get them all to like escalate their fighting. I'm just being like, you know, she was such a crook that that allowed a supervillain molester to get, you know, elected. And then I just watched them, you know, throw stones at each other. I don't know who these them are, but okay. Like, the people. The, the people. Pe- oh, just the people. I'm just like instigating people. Mm. So Yeah, it's... As long as it brings the end sooner, then I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> well, I was going to say, at least it's not an African-American or a woman who will bring about the apocalypse if it happens the next That's, four years. So yeah, we can blame white people again. <laughs> Hooray! All right, so, but in the meantime, me and Josh both caught a movie, Arrival. Josh, what did you think? I really liked it. Uh, the, this, the director, Denis Villevoux. Something like that. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what he is or where he's from, but uh, I really, I really like his uh, his style and his storytelling. And with Arrival, I, 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 I believe the hype mm-hmm. before I saw it, and I, and it didn't, it didn't fall short for me. I, I really enjoyed uh, pretty much the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that some people going into it are going to think that's slow. But I think that's because it's it's story it's story driven. Yeah, it's not a um, it's not a like a fast paced action like alien invasion type movie. Mm-hmm. It's much more subtle and quiet, and it kind of deals with the, I guess, the real world, like how we would solve this problem. What is, how do we communicate? Right. And linguistics is a huge part of the storytelling of this movie. Yeah, um, and I thought uh, the actors in it did fine. Amy Adams played the main character uh, with supporting cast of Jeremy Renner and Forrest Whitaker, which Forrest Whitaker is having like a, he, this, he's having a Matthew McConaughey moment. He's in everything now. He's he's kind of having this like resurgence towards the. Uh, I mean, he's been a fine actor for long time. I never but really liked him. Really? Like I, I mean, I guess there's I have no reason to not like him. I've I've always had a sympathy for the guy. <laughs> As you point at your eye, what are you get? What are you getting at, guy? Hey, I'm just saying. You know, it's good for him. Yeah, good for him. You should go. If you ever go to a costume party, you should put on blackface and pretend. Yeah, that that would go over so well. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but yeah, I thought they all did did fine. Uh, But yeah, it's just a a good a a good movie in my opinion. You know, like uh, it it. It kind of is, you know. We talked a little bit before, and it and this I've I heard this online and stuff too. A lot of people compare it to kind of like Contact, yeah. Where you know it's a sci-fi movie, but it's not 
you know, there's not explosions and and all kinds of stuff. Uh, they throw some of that in there, but it's not really uh, pivotal to the to mm-hmm. the story. Um, I hated Contact. <laughs> Just to throw yeah. that out there. I I was immensely disappointed. Um, because mostly I, I don't really care for Jodie Foster, Matthew. But McCon- you love Silence of the Lambs. I, I do like Silence, and I actually really love her in Maverick. That might be okay. my, my favorite movie she's ever been in. The Mel Gibson, uh, yeah, yeah, that cheesy western. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't care for Matthew McConaughey at the time, and I was so disappointed with like the alien being like a imaged version of her father, right? To communicate with her, I was like, this is so. So stupid. But when and did you see that too? Like, I, well, I saw it when I was like ten. I was like, yeah. "This is the worst alien." <laughs> um, this movie I enjoyed. Um, I do feel it was overhyped, though. Yeah. I I I think it's fine. I think it's very enjoyable. But from all the praises it was singing, I was kind of expecting something more. It has a it has a really good twist. But again, the impact just it didn't have that for me. Right. So. I don't know if that was just like everyone saying this is the greatest thing, and then me just being, eh, it was it was good. I don't know if it's the greatest thing, but it's very enjoyable. Yeah, um, I mean, because it's I mean, yeah, it's getting really good reviews. I mean, I think it's at like ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Yeah. It's which is yeah, no, that's especially for this year in movies. That's really good. Yeah, this again, not the best year, uh, and if you're holding a ninety five, that means. You know, you're doing something, and like I said, I enjoyed it. Now, what about it? What about it makes you not? Uh, I just don't think it's as, as compelling. Mm. I, I think it's very interesting, mm-hmm. and I, I just think I was wanting a little bit more from it than what it delivered. But like again, like Force Whitaker, all the performances are great. The Oreo spaceship was, you know, I, special. Said, I said it looked like a Pringle, <laughs> a Pringle, <laughs> a black Pringle. That's mm-hmm. funny. Um, but yeah, no, I thought the ship design, like when they're going through, it's very simple, but yeah. like elegant. And, you know, when they're like, they're shifting gravity and moving around, stuff looked cool. I will say this about the, this director. Like, uh, I feel like I, I saw Sicario mm-hmm. um, and he this guy does a really good job with visuals. And you said he's going to be doing uh, yeah. a Blade Runner, uh, Blade too. Runner sequel. So Which, I don't know, like, I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but Blade Runner, the original, or I mean, like the director's cut of the original is one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Yeah. I love Blade Runner. So, I mean, I th- I think from what he's shown in previous movies, I think he'll do a good job with that because the the visuals in this one are really really fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the there's there's a the shot when they when they come up on the the spacecraft mm-hmm. in Montana or wherever it's at with the with the clouds are like cascading in, mm-hmm. like just some of that's like really really amazing. And even the shots, like you know, like you said, where there's gravity shifting that they showed in, mm-hmm. in the trailers, like even stuff like that was really well done. I thought, and in that like, in that that serious but like quiet um, sci-fi tone will lend itself like amazingly to Blade Runner. Right. Yeah. And I I I think that's I think that's what's what was good about Blade Runner. And I think works with this movie too, and with I th- hopefully what he'll do with in Blade it, Runner um, too is um, you know Blade it's actually, Runner. It's actually not called Blade Runner two. Yeah, it's like Blade Runner two thousand and thirty nine or something. Sure, whatever. Uh, but I think that like with Blade Runner, you know that story minus the cyborgs would have or yeah cyborgs. Mm-hmm. Were they cyborgs or were they just pure robots? They're androids. Androids. Uh, that could have that story could have almost worked in it, like the fact that it was in the future and the fact that they were androids 
that's the only thing that like really set it in the future. Yeah, it's one of the most like live like that world felt so fully realized. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from everything, like when they're going to the shopping carts to like the clothes and their terminology, even though this is, you know, in the future of 2019. Yeah. Um, it just felt r- fully realized. Yeah. But th- so what I was saying is, I think that this, this guy it has the same thing in Arrival. Right. Yeah. It has a, this feeling where it's like, it's a, it's a, I don't know if I call it an invasion movie necessarily, but an alien movie that. First contact. Yeah. First con- Yeah. There you go. First contact movie that. You know, it's not necessarily about the aliens. It's about what's going on and the the story behind it. It's about communicating and, and the ramification it has on a global level, right? And even just like and because that it that that part about communication even breaks down between the humans mm-hmm. and governments and all this different stuff in the movie. So the the fact that it's an alien is like second second thought. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of reminds me of like uh, the old movies, old movie from like the the 20s or 30s that they redid that day the earth stood still mm-hmm. like that one it's i mean the new one was garbage with keanu reeves <laughs> but the original was very simple like and very like straightforward mm-hmm. but yeah it was like a, a, it's a classic or uh, there's another movie that came out a couple years ago uh, called monsters the, where you know the fact that the, the fact that there's alien like these weird creatures is kind of background to what's going on in yeah, the story. It's more of the human element with the monsters right. kind of just lingering in the back. I never saw that, but uh, yeah, I I'd suggest checking it out. I thought it was really neat. Um but yeah, with this movie it, yeah, it's the fact that it's aliens, it's not like constantly sh- shoved in your face, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't overpowering, so like it was able to build on the story. Just cutting in from the future, this is where we'll be discussing the plot twist of the movie. So if you do not want any spoilers, skip to the 23-minute mark. And now, back to the show. What did, what did you think of the creature design? Um, the creature design was pretty... was okay. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was a little weird because... Uh, they look like a Squidworth or a, a Squidbilly. Yeah, like... And it's like... I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll say kind of semi-spoilers here. I mean, like... Uh, they they name the aliens. I mean, they can't really talk to the. It's all about working out their language, mm-hmm. uh, but they call them Abbott and Costello because one is kind of skinny and, and one's kind of fat. Yeah, which I thought yeah I thought was funny, but like yeah they look kind of like I was thinking they kind of look like uh, uh, thing from Adam's Family too, like oh, the, yeah, hand. the hand. Yeah. yeah, like a mix of that and and, and a squid. <laughs> uh, but I, th- I thought the I thought the idea of them was really neat, like how there's this you know. They're kind of in, in their, their separate little ecosystem. thing, yeah. Like the, the whole development, like you said, of the spaceship and how it all worked, I thought was really cool and how, how they did it. Yeah, too. I, I I liked them. I wish we could have seen them a little bit more clearly yeah. mm-hmm. because they didn't have like a texture because of their mm-hmm. like environment. It was blurry a lot, right? So we didn't get like a f- really really good look at them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But again, like I said, I think because the fact that it's not like all about the yeah. an alien thing i guess it's but i was it worked i guess there's a particular scene um when she's uh the girl she's like taken amy adams um, i thought that could have been the scene where they really showed off the design right but in that scene uh i, I even then i still really liked how they kept it it's very simple. Contained. Well, and even like, because she's now, you know, they, yeah, so. 
Oh, it's like, okay. Uh, I was just going to say, like, the spoilers again. Yeah, um, no, no I, if you want, we can go full on. I'll probably go back and, and splice it and say, okay. like, we're going to start talking spoilers here. And, All right. Uh, but I was going to say that, um, you know, when she gets, she at one point she gets taken into their atmosphere. And I really liked how that was done with, like, this wave yeah, it effect. Yeah, like she was in water. Yeah, and, and it, it it created that, like, oh, this is, like you said, this is their own ecosystem, eco kind of uh, bio, air, you know, bio air thing. Yeah, so that they could they could breathe. Uh, I just, I don't know, just, like, this, the way it was done was really neat and kind of, like like I said, like old school almost because it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it wasn't very technical, or, you know, techie like, like Independence Day or something. Sim- it was just, simplicit. like, yeah, it was, like, rock and smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Do you want to go full spoiler? Sure. All right. So the big conceit to this, like the big kind of like wow moment is the, the, they're, what they're bringing human to communicate with them is it's like a weapon and the weapon happens to be the ability to see in the future. Uh, yes and no, I guess, because it's basically, so they're, they're, they're teaching their language. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, Which is, is very circular. Yeah. So yeah, they show it in, in the trailers and everything. Like it's a cer- basically it's different. Their letters and words yeah, work in a circle. Hands. Yeah. Um, the, so and it releases like an octopus egg. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was really int- weird the way they did it. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's, again, oh, it's squid. Octopuses don't do ink, do they? No. Squid. Ink. Wait. Yeah. Squid ink. Yeah. Although don't octopuses do that too? I'm not sure. Maybe. Uh, no, I think it's just squid. Um, anyway. <laughs> I digress. We digress. Um, yeah. The, so the, the the language itself is the weapon technically, and it, yeah, if you learn their language, time is now circular. So the beginning is the end. The end is the beginning. Yeah. Once it's, you learn yeah, how to it's, communicate, it's kind of mind trippy. It's almost like Donnie Darko-y, yeah. where you know if if you can if you can see the future, you control the past essentially. Exactly. And so you've been seeing flashbacks of throughout the movie of her with her daughter and you you believe that they're flashbacks but really they're flash forwards right and once she starts like learning the language she's seeing these things and you don't realize that they're helping her out to solve this problem in the past so with all time travel type stuff it can be somewhat convoluted though this one i don't think it is i think as soon as you know like that's the premise you understand how it's being like applied. Yeah, I mean, and even, but even then, I think the way that they did it was really smart because it's the whole. It also goes into. I mean, for you could kind of count this as like a time travel movie too, because there's a couple t- yeah. times where, you know, essentially she changes the past, which makes it the future. Yeah, but or the, the future changes the past. That's the the confusing uh, confusing thing though is because nobody actually travels through time right so it you're just perceiving like she's accessing future memories yeah it's very slaughterhouse fivey did you ever read that or, or yeah see that, but movie? that was i read that like i don't know man like 15 years ago okay so there's a there's a book called slaughterhouse five by kurt vonnegut and mm-hmm. the character in that uh becomes unstuck in time so it's not that he's time traveling it's just that his mind essentially is without his control in that mm-hmm. is going through different time periods in his life. And it's, I guess it would, yeah, I think it would be kind of like that where she can like, yeah, she's not traveling in time, mm-hmm. but what she experiences in the future can affect her in the past. Yeah. Do you, did you, okay. The, the closest thing I can think of is, do you remember that movie? Um, Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel, 
Uh, he has like a radio frequency. 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 They just made a TV show on him. Yeah. Oh, did they really? <laughs> it's on CW. Oh, Sounds that's... awful. I like. I don't know what I don't know what people are thinking. Uh, man. The, the movie that that movie was okay. Um, I like I, I like that movie when it came out. But that's this like the the, the most similar thing I yeah, can think of, a good, good of how yeah. it's um, applied. Yeah, except it's not like literally calling her up herself up and being like, hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, like like I said though, did you like that? You thought the twist was good? Oh, I love the twist, and because, and again, that's why I think this. That's why I really like this movie. I've always loved time travel movies like Looper mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like where they do it in a clever way. Yeah. And with this, we'll like, have to talk about Looper when they do um, episode eight because he's the same director. Oh, okay. Brian yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Um, but I really like the way. Uh, in the very beginning. There's a there's an opening monologue that or I don't know if it's monologue but dialogue that Amy Adams or voiceover that Amy Adams gives, and it's basically telling you, it's giving you the the, the movie and you don't know it, mm-hmm. and so there's really clever things that they do throughout the movie, and then when it hits you in the end, it's like oh my god I can't believe I'm so I stupid. I should have seen this coming. Which I which I like that like you know a lot of movies nowadays are just so predictable mm-hmm. on how they're going and, and, this, and as we talked about on the show they're so lazy Boring. in their writing that you know for something like this where it's like it actually catches you like i give it i give it extra points for that yeah see that for me i think a lot of it hinges that i wasn't like i enjoyed the twist but i wasn't blown away by it mm. and i think that's kind of why it just it's a good movie to me it mm. just i wasn't blown away by it i just yeah i don't know i like I kind of was, mm-hmm. the, you know, I mean, once, once the ball gets rolling, it's, it's, yeah. it goes, but even just like, like when it, when you, when it hits you, like, oh my, what mm-hmm. the, yeah, the daughter's in the future, you know, the daughter hasn't come yet, essentially like, yeah. I, just... I should also state, I'm not a big fan of flashbacks to begin with. Mm-hmm. So they're well executed in, in your this. personal life. <laughs> yes. Like, not... I do not like to reflect on my, we don't. Uh, it, it, I, 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 I take forget me nows, <laughs> knock, knock the terrible decisions right out of existence. Sorry, continue. Um, you don't like flashbacks. Yeah, no. So as a like a narrative structure, I've, mm. I feel like sometimes it's just lazy to. I or, agree. Or they think people won't be invested. Like I would rather hear the story told from the person right. than necessarily seeing the visual of it. See, I don't know. Like I think it depends because. Like I said, it works really well in this in this movie mm-hmm. particularly, but then and because and, then other times if you get where it's just coming from the person, then it's so exposition heavy. Yeah, that's like oh for crying out loud, just show like, me instead of tell. yeah. I, maybe maybe it's just a, like my preference. I'm not a fan of stories that use that structure too much. Like I felt like it became too reliant and too easy just to be like oh we'll show flashback. I think it's because people have done it. Too much. I th- too well, much. so there. I think there was a time where people were doing it and it was working pretty well, and then they just started like over relying. Yeah, because you, th- you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like uh, Usual Suspects, mm-hmm. all flashbacks, uh, Boondock Saints, mm-hmm. all flashbacks, and they and it worked really well in movies like that. But then you got stuff. Uh, this isn't a movie, but like the show Arrow. Yeah. Do you do you watch that? No, no. So I don't really watch it. My wife watches it. And in, you know this like season five now isn't but I think I've I mean I think I've seen like one episode yeah but okay. isn't the structure like he's doing something in his like present mm. but he's reflecting on his past essentially a, yeah that's a similar thing yeah and this is how he's able to overcome kind yeah not it's not like 
it's not that obvious every single time, but yeah, like they always go back. But it's like he's had a five year period. You know, he was gone for five years or whatever, yeah. and they keep on doing these flashbacks, and he's in somewhere else, somewhere new. It's like no, like you keep on, like they're adding time essentially to this five year period. And it's like because in the beginning he was like basically they're doing. They're using too many flashbacks over too long a period of time, mm-hmm. and I to go back to movies. I, I agree with you. I think some people are trying to use that as, a, and it's becoming a trope, mm-hmm. and they're not using it well. Yeah, and so, but but again, in this movie, I think it's done in the right way, especially yeah, no, for this context. It's, it's with with their story structure, it's very very effective. Yeah. So I mean, I give I give this movie like like a nine out of ten, really, really? like or at least an eight. Um, I would probably lean towards like a seven point five eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> had to have that, had to have that eight on the end. <laughs> yeah, like it's like I said, I I enjoyed it, but it's nowhere near in my top ten of the year so far. Really? No. Nope. Of the year, top of ten. The year, it's not in my top. 10. How many movies have you seen that were good from this year? Um, a lot of the movies I've seen that were good from this year are independent. Okay. To be honest, like the top. Like four movies outside of like Civil War are all independent. I'm looking forward to this year in review. Yeah, like it's gonna be it, it's gonna be a big crap storm. Like seriously, but I'm gonna when we do that though, you'll get the gems of the like the, the like oh this was this great little thing that nobody had heard of. Right. So I look forward to that too. Yeah. And then you know, I feel like in retrospect though, I feel like I've been too kind. I feel like I've been too kind to crappy movies. Yeah, and I we sh- I should have just done unle- because I I, I feel like we've uh, crapped on on quite a few movies. <laughs> no, because like you get to see it and it's like oh, whatever, it's just a movie. But then when you think about it, and you're like, I just wasted money and time mm-hmm. and this. You you put excrement on the film, <laughs> like that's what you presented to me. Right. I I guess maybe I should take it more personal. I just don't try to let things upset me, and then maybe I, I should be like a little bit more. Be like, you stop at movies. You stop being crap. <laughs> Do you think I've been too nice to movies? Like, like no. I've, okay, good. I was like, I feel like I've poo pooed quite a few movies on the show, like well, big time. I think we really should have laid into a couple of them. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get a chance to to do it again. So, yeah. all right. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add on this? No. Uh, nope. I think uh, you should go see that movie and yeah, I think it's a good one too. Um, So with that, we'll be back with some trailer discussions and my review of Doctor Strange. So hang in there. to cinema block episode number 28 uh in the second half uh, like kyle said we're going to talk some movie trailers first uh a couple have dropped in the last couple in this past week or so mm-hmm. the first one we're going to talk about which a lot of people were really excited about uh was the beauty and the beast trailer uh the new live action disney beauty and the beast uh kyle what were your first thoughts on the trailer my first thought was 
gosh darn, they've made the cartoon come to life <laughs> because that's exactly what it looked like to me. You know, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, that actually scares me because I mm. feel like it's going to be a shot for shot remake of the cartoon, which I don't really want. And that's the uh, and that's the fine line you walk because th- I would regard Beauty and the Beast as one of their masterpieces. Like mm-hmm. it's up there with Snow White and the Seven, uh, Seven Dwarfs, and you know you got Beauty and the Beast and maybe Lion King are like maybe the three greatest movies they've ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you top it? Right. Like how do you top a masterpiece? Now I know this is gonna they're gonna have their own stuff and you know whatever. And I, I thought Jungle Book was a, did a great job, but Jungle Book was different enough. This one really looks like it's almost being just completely redone just with live actors. Yeah. You know, and I guess Disney's doing this with like all their movies apparently now because they did Cinderella, which I liked the Cinderella version and it had enough changes in it that it worked for me. Yeah. Uh, Plus, yeah, you know, Kate Blanchett is the evil stepmother. Yeah. Great. Uh, The Jungle Book, uh, you know, when we reviewed that, I had, I had my problems with Mm -hmm. it. Like I thought it was okay, but I didn't think it was great. And I rewatched it and you know, it still was pretty good, but I I think I enjoyed that a little bit more. You did. You did. did. I did. Uh, and then there's another one that they redid too. Uh, oh, they did, uh, didn't they do Maleficent? Um, yeah, they did Maleficent and Alice in Wonderland. (sighs) Yeah. uh, Was that Disney? Yeah, Yeah, I guess so. That's them. Yeah, we those those were bad. I know. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't. I don't like, think we've stated that enough on how much I actually hate <laughs> Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Um, but yeah, with this one, I don't know. Like, I want. I would like to see some new breath breathed mm-hmm. into it. Like you said, like that old one was was great. Like the cartoon version was perfect mm-hmm. almost. So leave it alone, and you don't have to remake it. If, especially if it's going to be a shot for shot. Like, give me something different. Yeah. If you're going to do I, that, I'm hoping that's just. That's they were trying to get the nostalgia mm-hmm. out of people, so they were showing everything they were familiar with to you know. But then the stuff that's going to be new mm-hmm. and different is going to be saved for the movie. Maybe I, but I don't know where they're going to go. I mean, like I said, the the scenes that they show in I know, the trailer it looks exactly is, the same. I mean, literally. What about Emma Watson? I, I think that's a fantastic choice for the um, Belle character. Yeah, I thought she looked she looked fine. Um, and then who's the dad? Uh, uh, uh Chris Klein. Ke- Chris, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Yeah. Also fine. Like I would have liked a little bit more portly guy, but um, and then I I feel like they could have used someone bigger for Gaston. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks fine. That that guy. Uh, uh, what's his name? Luke Evans. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the Bard from uh, the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. Um, I think he, I think he could have been a little bit bigger. Like yeah. <laughs> I said this, and I, I heard it somewhere online too. Like they should have cast The Rock. Like it would have been perfect because he has. You know, when I saw that guy, I was like, eh, a belt doesn't go around that guy's <laughs> neck, you know. And There's no way he eats five dozen eggs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, He, but I mean, but we'll see with him. The thing I really didn't like about the trailer is some of the CGI, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm it, not sold it on It looks yet. CGI. Yeah, the, the Beast looks a little overdone CGI-wise. Uh, Clocksworth and Lumiere looked okay to me. But then they showed. I didn't care for Lumiere actually. Really? Because he's not like. I mean, he's a candlestick, but he's not like the uh, the tri candlestick that he was. He's like a, a single candlestick. Is he? I, I, yeah, I think that's he made my recheck it. Like, because I think he's got the three. Yeah. Does he? I think so. Are you just not like his hands? Because it looked one to me. Um. Well, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he just says. Yeah. That'd be weird if he just had hands. Yeah. But either way. Uh, but then they showed Chip, and. Uh, 
Mrs. Potts. Is it Mrs. Potts? Yeah. And Mrs. Potts and the I did not like how Fair that looked. Design. They looked like I don't know how how nerdy the people that listen to this show are <laughs> or how you how nerdy you are. I don't think you ever watched Doctor Who. Nope, that's Okay. You you caught you caught my gotcha. like nerd line. I do not go into the doctor. So, although didn't you watch the first season? No, I watched I have this rule. It's a three-episode rule. I will watch three episodes okay, of so any season, show. Okay, so season one, episode two, then. So you've seen this. Okay, yeah, uh, I have. There's a character. Um, her name was Cassandra. She's the piece of skin that's stretched. And she's oh, like, yeah. Moisturize me. See? You are a big enough <laughs> dork. Okay. The effects for Cassandra, on, on who's basically like a big stretched-out piece of skin, is what... Mrs. Potts and Chip look like to me. I thought that was British Joan Rivers, but yeah, know. pretty much. Yeah, I love that character. She's great. She shows up a bunch of different times in the show. Great character, like classic. Moisturize me is. Yeah. I still say that, but I don't know. Just like the the CGI on on Chip and Mrs. Potts just totally falls flat, and I'm really worried about it. Yeah, no, that um, <laughs> I'm not taking Doctor Who because like I never got to. David Tennant. I watched the first three with Eccleston, mm-hmm. and it, like I get the fun factor that people have for it, and like why they get into it. But like it just wasn't. I know, but wasn't my jam. But you've seen that one, so I did, I so did. we're good. I, uh, see, you, you got me. I, I actually did. got the reference. <laughs> um, I, I understood that reference. There you go. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, like I said, I'm worried about it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So it, I think benefit of doubt, it will at least still be enjoyable. See now. Uh, I think we talked when we talked about the Disney stuff. I think it was last episode. Mm-hmm. The uh, there's a French version of Beauty and the Beast that came out last year, yeah. and the way that they use practical effects for the Beast and stuff like that. That's why I'm so yeah. worried because those effects look so much better we, than this we should one. make that kind of like a two four. Um, when that when the new one comes out, we should double those up. Oh, I would love to French do that. Yeah, the, the new one for sure, for sure. We can do a three full three fur. We could do the cartoon. The new Disney one and, see and, how the, and the French one. Stacks up. Yep, cool. It's a plan. Cool. Mark it on your calendar. <laughs> uh, the other trailer that we that came out this week was uh, for Ghost in the Shell. Now, depend again, depending on how dorky you are, uh, Ghost in the Shell was a, a Japanese manga, and then it became an anime back in like ninety five or mm-hmm. ninety six. It was like the most expensive uh, anime at the time. Uh, still herald as a one of the classics. Yeah, it's like up there with Akira. Like it's, I think it's like Akira and Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. uh, and it stars uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Kyle, thoughts on that? Um, it looks interesting. I wasn't sure about the song choice. I love Depeche Mode, one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use a Depeche Mode song in it. Uh, I thought it was okay. I don't know if it gels perfectly. I've never seen the original Ghost in the Shell or read the manga. So I don't have a um, like personal attachment to it. Right. It looks cool enough, but it also looks kind of more like a hyper stylized version of what Blade Runner will be. Yeah. I I so it's been years since I've seen seen the, the yeah the original, um, and even when I saw I you know I saw it when I was like sixteen, mm-hmm. and I didn't. That get might it. be something to like revisit. Yeah, because my palate is a lot. Different. Yeah, it's a lot classier now. I'm surprised we never like when that's like I think it was what 19. I was over your house like every night. No, I, I watched it before then. Like okay, so I watched it when I lived with my parents. Like, I was surprised that never ended up getting on the rotation. Uh, by that time, I was out of anime stuff. Like because mm-hmm. I used to watch like Cowboy Bebop and Trigun and all that stuff. Dragon Ball Z and all that stuff. Yeah, 
And by the, by the time like you would came over to my house and watched movies, like it was, I was past all that. So yeah. I mean, I still enjoy it, but I just it's yeah, it had its like phase. Yeah, or whatever. Um, I think it looks okay. There's a couple shots in the trailer that worry me again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe I love him just getting old and salty. But, Stop changing the stuff I loved yeah, when I loved it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think if it had if you know, there's a couple shots in it that look really good, mm-hmm. but I think that some of it is a little bit too clean. Mm-hmm. Like, it needs to be darker and grittier. Because that's one of the things about the old anime. Well, and it was super wrong, dark. Wasn't this, like, one of the inspirations for The Matrix? Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of different... There's a lot of shots in The Matrix that were directly kinda, stolen from this. You can kind of see the aesthetic of, mm-hmm. like... They're very similar. Right. And that's... I see, and that's what I'm talking about. If you remember The Matrix, when it first came out, super dark. Yeah. Everything, you know, and like, not a lot of natural light. Like, and... And I don't know, like something about this one. It looks looks more like Lucy mm-hmm. uh, than which that which was that was awful. a movie, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll see how that goes. It, it, from what it looked like, it's got a pretty decent cast. Mm-hmm. You had like a Dominic Cooper was in the background of that. Um, I didn't I didn't realize or recognize who was the looked like a machine man at the end. There's a guy that has uh like. The, you talk about the eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's like uh, her, her uh, partner or whatever. Okay, I, I don't. Basically, like it's it's all it has a lot to do with. Um, I mean, it's a really cool idea the story. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, I definitely like to check it out because it's all about you know people like. It's it's right in our wheelhouse, so I'm sure it's gonna yeah. Get, it's going to get seen regardless whether we like it. That is still up for debate. Yeah. Um, one other trailer that just dropped, which we didn't talk about before, so hopefully you saw it. Uh, was uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets, which is the new movie from Luke Bessian, who did like Fifth Element and Lucy. Uh, what do you think of that one? I literally just saw it. Um, it looks a lot like Fifth Element, to be honest. Which I hope it. I hope it is yeah, because you know, playful, these... fun, campy space adventure. Yeah, I, uh... you don't have Gary Oldman though, which yeah. that doesn't that doesn't help your case. True. Um, yeah, like I I like that. Like Fifth Element was is like. One, One of, of my favorite space yeah. movies, and from this trailer, it looks like he mixes a lot of CGI with with practical effects because that's one of the things I loved about Fifth Element so much is that it was so it used so much practical effects that mm-hmm. and it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Um, now there are certain parts of it that I think the CGI is a little too much. Yeah, so I mean, it just yeah, you, we our eye can see the difference now. Like when yeah. it first came out, it was amazing and you know groundbreaking. Now it's just like this looks artificial. Yeah, and especially when you see a person like Luke Besson or Besson or whatever who can do practical stuff mixed with CGI, I want I want to see him go back to that and just not get lost in the yeah. muck. Um, I, I don't really care for the two leads though. I, I I've only seen the one girl from uh, the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. which was garbage, and what's his face, uh, Dana DeHaan. Um, right, who was in Chronicle and I, I the last Spider Man? That that I did, and I hated that more than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was good in Chronicle. He just always looks tired to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the girl is a uh, Kara D something Delevingen Devaney D E L E V I N G N E. Yeah, that's I, I you can spell it all you want. It's not going to help me with the pronunciation. Yeah, I haven't seen her in anything else either. So, I guess she was in Pan. She was the uh... <laughs> oh, the movie that got panned. Oh my god, that I haven't seen it, but 
the bits I've saw, I've seen just oh god. I just I heard one thing about the them doing a cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit and I was like, didn't nope. I show you that? Yeah, I think you did yeah, actually. Oh my god, yeah, I was, was like, so nope, awful. Yeah. not for me. Yeah, um, I'd rather watch uh, <laughs> Christopher Walken do that gay pirate again. Yeah, but I think the I mean hopefully. Hopefully it pulls together. It's based off an old comic book mm-hmm. uh, that apparently I think that that comic book actually inspired him to make Fifth Element. Oh, really? So, so he's going back to his roots and yep. doing the thing that gave him the inspiration in the first place. Yeah. So, so I'm excited. But I'm excited to see how that goes. But again, as as usual, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if this one is. <laughs> I don't know what this is going to be like. Yeah. Uh, so. But yeah, that's that's all the trailers that have come out. Um, now, Kyle, you also saw Doctor Strange. I did. I did uh, the 14th entry into the MCU. Wow, is it really the 14th it's already? The 14th. I know. After what, like eight years? Yeah. Um, I I thought it was amazing. I, I think it's it's I think it's a really good movie. Uh, it, it has some of the same flaws that have been circulating throughout the MCU, but I feel like it does enough new stuff that it um, kind of breaks the mold. Mm-hmm. so to speak of the stuff that we've seen before yeah uh just you know i mean you get the things that you are expecting like the visual effects in this movie are absolutely breathtaking mm-hmm. the benedict cumberbatch as strange is awesome the the world itself is a lot of fun um so you there's just there's just plenty to enjoy in it uh the humor was mostly good i, I would say it's about a 75 25 there is some jokes that don't land for me yeah um, but not as bad as like Ultron, where it would be like, this joke is really funny. This joke is pulling me out of the movie. Right. Why would you say that? That is stupid. You know, so it wasn't that bad, but there was just a, a handful of that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, see, I just don't know enough about, about Doctor Strange. I mean, from the a couple of comics that I've read that have him in it, you know, especially from like Civil War comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, seems like a cool character, but I just don't know anything about him really. Uh but I am excited to see how he like plays into the further the MCU. next Avengers and all that stuff. So yeah. um, I'll say just some of the, the more things. I th- the the big deal about the whitewashing. I I kind of I understand their point. It was kind of like you don't win either way. You know mm-hmm. you're you're danged if you do and you're danged if you don't. Um, but I felt that because they switched the ancient ones race that they should have gave a more the Tilda prom- Swinton character. Yeah, they should have gave a more prominent role to Wong. Um, as kind of like his best friend and trainer, but that went to Mordo. Right. Well, which, see, now that's the funny thing about the whole whitewashing thing. It's like Mordo is supposed to be a white guy or yeah, a white Asian originally. guy, but now it's a black guy. Yeah. So um, is it really whitewashing? <laughs> um, but I, I felt like if you're going to be taking away, like he should have had, mm-hmm. you know, that level of prominence, especially because that's like, his best friend too. Wong, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So if they could have had more of their relationship, I think that would have been, um, just kind of more like, okay, you did this one thing, but you, you, right. you know, put it there. So it would balance out. Cause it, do, you kind of do get the sense that they're in an Asian place. It should be more Asian. Well, at least they also changed the, the gender too. Cause it's mm-hmm. ancient one. I think it's supposed to be yeah, it's an a, old it's Asian a, guy, right? Yeah. It's a, yeah. a Tibetan man. Got it. So, um, that was one of the things, Mordo's motivation I really liked, but if they were, I mean, I'm just going to spoilers. So, um, he sets up to become a villain in the future. Um, I, I guess they're going for the thing of dynamic of them having a relationship prior. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I don't think it, it works, 
but I think it still would have worked if Wong was his character's, you know, training him and working more alongside him. I, I, gotcha. I think that would have been something that would have been... You wanted to be more of a ward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that would have done... The movie uses a lot of time. And because uh, the, the, one of the things I didn't like was the Infinity Stone is his Eye of Agamotto. And it's just kind of one of those things where it's becoming too convenient for the Infinity Stones to all be on Earth. I know why you do that because right. that's why you bring Thanos here. But it takes away... Well, one of them isn't. Like, uh... yeah. From Guardians. That one's not, and the Ether's not, but you had the Tesseract, the Scepter, or the, the Mind Stone, and now you have the um, Time Stone. Right. So you just, it's kind of like they should be scattered throughout the universe, not all collecting on Earth. Right. So that was just one of the things I was like, eh, I don't really like that. Um, the other thing is the, the passage of time. So it feels really, really rapid, like how fast they get through the beginning part of a story. And you, it feels like he should be training for like years to get where he's at, and it, you do not feel that at all. You gotcha. feel like it's, at most, it's been a year, and I feel like that's just too much time for him to be where he's at. I mean, they make you know nods are like, oh, you're picking this up real quick, right? But there should be more, like it should feel more like training sequences. And stuff like that. You want more montages? Yeah. With, uh, I, I love with 80s the, rock. I love the montages. Push it to the limit! <laughs> um, so all that stuff. They, they didn't They didn't shy away from his arrogance, which um, is one of his defining early characteristics. One of the things I worried about was Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, accent, which mm-hmm. everything I have seen and everything I've heard, he does He does fine. Yeah, you, you notice it maybe for like, like two minutes. Yeah. But then he gets into the... Um, you get into it. You're like, oh, okay. He sounds. Yeah, he like, sounds fine. Like I said, from what I, I actually f- would have been fine if they made him British. Yeah, I, I may have even liked it more. Um, but it, it's not a detractor for me. Right. Um, Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, he's the main villain in it. Uh, see, this is where Marvel has that problem, and it's because they want to focus on the hero first. And you see why they do that. But Mads Mikkelsen is amazing, and they gave his character great motivation, but they hardly used him. Hmm. And it's like. He, he's good. I would put him in mid-tier. He's not a bad villain. He's just, he needs more time. Uh, and that seems to be an, a reoccurring thing with this movie is the time factor right. of, um, you know, what they're they're showcasing. Right. Uh, Rachel McAdams, too. Uh, really great role, but she doesn't have any anything to her. She's there just to kind of, like, give Strange kind of, like, a uh, more human side. Right. So she's there solely to um, make Doctor Strange more relatable. Got it. Um, so there's that. I'm trying to think. The end sequence, brilliant. One of the, my favorite things about this movie is how the ending. So one of the other main tropes through these Marvel movies is that it ends with the light in the sky with a city being destroyed. So in this ending, because the Infinity Stone is the time zone, he's actually reversing time. Hmm. So the city gets undestroyed and he goes into the light and there and he's battling this uh, monster from another dimension, which is, you know, the villain's plan, Cassilius, Mads Mikkelsen's character. He's trying to bring him to our dimension. So instead of going there and beating him with, you know, like magic or his fist, he uses like a trick. He uses a time loop Hmm. and he keeps getting himself killed like a thousand times to trick him by not letting him in by keeping him in this time loop. So he comes in there with a bargain and it's just, it's one of the 
just one of the best things they've done. Yeah, that's so fresh. Like you haven't seen that in a superhero movie. But then they, did they do that in Ant Man? Like, didn't he beat him with a trick on that one too? Um, no, he beat him with. He just did something that like he wasn't supposed to gotcha. do. And like, and that has kind of ties in with the multiverse stuff. Right. Um, I I'm trying to think of if there was anything else. Uh, a great, great mid credit scene. We get to see Doctor Strange interacting with an Avenger. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I I did feel that they went. You know how they use that kind of like inception like effect? I felt like they oh, went yeah, to the that b- bending of the city and all that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. felt like that was used one too many times because they open the movie with that and then they use it again for two other sequences. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like if you're going to do that, don't open up with that because right. like we've already seen it. So, you know, each time like the law of diminishing returns, you've seen it too many times, so it I, well, I guess the if if you're saying that they probably shouldn't have put it in the trailer then, because because I mean it would be hard not to because it makes right. up a lot of the set pieces, right? So you had that, but um, I th- but that's what I'm saying. Like I think like I like I saw like it's in every single commercial for yeah. the movie. So you see it in the commercial even before, yeah. Like you said, if it's opening, if that's how they. Open I mean, the don't movie. don't get me wrong. It's amazing. It's just mm-hmm. it, I felt it was a little overused. Gotcha. Um, what else? The the the, the his cape. Very much, everyone's comparing it to Magic Cart uh, Carpet. Apt, apt observation. It's, From it's, Aladdin. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny. It's it's got some of the best humor in the movie. Um, like I said, Benedict's the man. All the cast is amazing throughout it. That's good. Um, well, like I said, I mean, it's it'll be nice to get those characters into the MCU now. Yeah. And and build yeah. on on that to a yeah, different it's a, level. It's a so. whole nother a no, a whole nother wrinkle they've they've added into the rug. Well, very cool. All right. Well, thank you for thank you for talking about uh, yeah. Doctor Strange for us. Uh, next show we're probably going to do. Uh, there's a, a movie coming out. Uh, it, I haven't seen any press on it, mm-hmm. uh, and now I can't remember what it's called. Um, War, uh, it's got Warren Beatty. Uh, yeah, actually, he's he's directed and everything. Uh, it is called Jesus. Rules not, don't apply. Rules don't apply. It's not called Jesus. It's called rules don't apply. No, it's the Jesus asterisk. <laughs> rules don't apply. He's the son of God. Um, yeah, rules don't apply. Uh, it's about a, a billionaire crazy guy in like 1920s Hollywood. So It sounds I, I like Howard Hughes. Movie. Yeah, it does, but I don't think it's necessarily about Howard Hughes. Okay. So. But, uh, but yeah, so anything else you got to say before we uh, sign out there? Uh, yes, I do. During the break... I looked up. Apparently, squids and octopuses both make ink. Oh, there you go. The more you know. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I couldn't like not know it. I had to look it up instantaneously. <laughs> well, I'm I'm like that too. Like to a fault mm-hmm. sometimes. It it gets me in plenty of fights with my wife. Uh, anyway, wrong. so wrong. Yeah, I know. Actually, I did it the other day, and she asked me to stop doing it, and so I did it on my own time, and haven't told her yet. <laughs> I'm holding it for for a rainy day. You, you know, though, you're just going to explode. You've been wrong on this and this, and I didn't say anything. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, please contact us on our Facebook, of course. Just put in Cinema Block. Most of you already know that. Tell your friends about us. Uh, please, uh, yeah, spread the love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also go to our website, www.cinemablockpodcast.com. Uh, any final thoughts, Kyle? Nope. That's just the squid. That's all I want to say. Just the squids. Just the squids. All right. Well, thank you again for listening to Cinnable Block, episode number 28, and we will see you next time. Thanks.